welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every Tuesday I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two extraordinary moms look the same. We all have a story to tell, and we are all mothering in our own way. So let's celebrate that and learn from one another. Thanks for listening, and if you like what you hear, please share this show with a friend. Good morning. Welcome to the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. It's Jessica. Thank you for joining us for episode 180. It's Halloween, October 31st. Happy Halloween. It's not my most favorite holiday of all time, but it is cute having my little ones dressed up all cute. But I must say, as the boys get older, there are just less and less cute options for them. It is like strictly like the synthetic fabric bodysuit, Transformers, Ninja Turtles, superheroes, Ninja, he's a ninja, just not as fun as all these cute girls and Dorothy costumes and glitter and it's just, but I will say my two-year-old is a troll, so there's that. (laughs) Hopefully he'll leave his wig on tonight, but happy Halloween nonetheless. I have an amazing episode for you today. It is with Chrissy Powers. I have been following her online for quite some time. We have several mutual friends. And I just love the positivity she puts out online. She's a boy mom like I am. I have two little ones. And she's going to talk about vulnerability, owning your story, and doing what you love today. We all need that, right? We all need that reminder. And she is truly living her best life. And she will give you inspiration to live yours. So let's get to it with Chrissy Powers. All right. I want to welcome Chrissy Powers today. Hi, Chrissy. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. I love interviews and just being able to share my heart. So this is awesome. I know. It feels just like girl talk in the morning. It's a good way to start your day. (laughs) It is. It's a good way to start the week for sure. That's how I feel too. Well, you are in San Diego. I'm originally from San Diego, so I'm a little jealous that you're there and I'm not. Where are you? I'm in Camarillo, just north of L.A. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's a good place too. But will you, for people that don't know you, will you just give a little background on yourself and how you got to where you are today? Yes. Okay. So I am Chrissy Powers, a mom of two boys. I live in San Diego. I'm originally from the Bay Area, so I'm a California girl at heart. Um, But I'm also a marriage and family therapist, and I'm also a creative person, so it's really hard sometimes to describe what I do and who I am. Um, I have a BA in studio art, and then after college, worked in advertising and just wasn't being fulfilled by it. So I went back to school, and I got my master's in psychology, really wanting to work with people and just make an impact on their lives. So I became a marriage and family therapist and just fell in love with that whole field. And then once I had my boys, I really just got like there was this thought in my head that I wanted to take really good photos of them so I remember I was pregnant and that's all I wanted for my birthday was a digital camera that was like a nice one and that's what I got for my 30th birthday and I was just adamant like I'm going to take really good photos of my boys so I started to do that and then I like found this thing called Instagram and I was like oh I can put like really good photos up here and so I started doing that and then I, someone, one of my friends said, let's, you know, blog together. And I was like, what's a blog? <laughs> told me what a blog was. So we started blogging together. And incidentally, it was really hard to 
blog, you know, about your personal lives together. And she didn't end up liking it as much as I did. So I just kept going with it and started my own blog, realizing, oh my gosh, I could have a space on the internet where I write about everything that I do. I can write about motherhood. I can write about depression or anxiety. I can write about my favorite fall sweaters. So that's how I started blogging about four and a half years ago, probably. Wow. I love that. And I love that it's been able to combine your passions. Because I think sometimes when you become a mom or you have your passions transformed into something else, you kind of feel like you you have to give up fully something of your past, whether it's a career or a hobby even, or just some some part of you because you're in this new role. But so did you ever feel like that? You're like, oh, I wish I could practice marriage and family therapy. Or were you like, this is just a way to incorporate what I know and love? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I – had that mindset when I was pregnant for the first time and even for the second time it was always like that thought of what am I going to have to give up Mm. this time and it is true you you do have to like prioritize and give certain things up for maybe a season but I came alive in motherhood I found my passions in motherhood and it was like the things that drove me um, or inspired me just became more like vibrant and um and I found like the time for them. And when I had the time for them, it was like I was more efficient because I knew that time was like really special and key because my time with my kids is so special. So hmm. I became more efficient. Um, but yes, there, there definitely are always times in motherhood where I'm like, okay, what do I need to give up or what do I need to say no to? Um, but yeah, I, I did give up my practice a little bit, um, or not, not in my practice, but growing it, it became apparent to me that it was like, I'm not going to have, you know, 20 clients a week. I see probably one or two and I'm totally fine with that because I give, I can then give that person the most that I can give in this season of my life. And I always think, okay, maybe later in life I will have, um, time to see more clients but I actually look at my blog as like therapy like for myself Mm. but also to give to others like because I feel like I'm giving away things that I know and experiences that I've had that can actually help other people and it's free so (laughs) so I look at it like that like this is something I can do at home um in the in-between times of raising small kids I just love that. And I think in motherhood, you have to be really good about realizing like, okay, in this slot of time, and I heard somebody refer to it as a container of time, like in this hour, in this afternoon, how can I make the most impact? And it doesn't need to be like the biggest impact, but the most meaningful contributions, whether it's to your family, to yourself, to your clients in like a very broad sense, people reading your blog who may get something out of your knowledge and your passion and everything you're really utilizing that to benefit the most people or in the in the best way you know how. You know, and I love yeah, that. But yeah. you get to be creative in how you do that. And it sounds like that's definitely a part of your personality. It is. I think it's just like my my personality of um I guess you could call me tenacious. <laughs> always been like that as a little girl, like when's the next thing? When's the next party? When's the next event and I just thrive off of that so I like to be busy and I like to have things to look forward to whether it's writing a piece on my blog or going on a family trip or um yeah hanging out with friends like so I do I do have to find 
you know, that balance, but also um, what I'm going to spend my time on and how I'm going to maximize that time. So I liked how you put that because you do have to maximize it. Right. And it doesn't mean you need to be go, go, going or like puzzle piecing every day together so that you just never stop moving. Busy is not the goal. The goal is meaningful activity during the day. And sometimes sitting down and watching your kids play or playing with them or reading a book or going out with girlfriends, sometimes that's the most meaningful. And you have to decide for you what's the most meaningful. Yeah. And there's times where I, I always tell my clients, like, think of your life as like break it up in three parts, emotional, spiritual, and physical. And oftentimes we find that we're out of balance when one of those areas is lacking. Mm. So like, say there's a week where I'm like, I just have put everybody else before me or my emails before me. And I didn't work out as much as I usually do or need to. Um, there's that physical part that's lacking because I feel it if I don't give myself that outlet or if I emotionally, I like to think of like my friends fill me up emotionally um, like a good book or inspirational word fills me up emotionally. If I'm not doing those things, I feel it. And yeah. then I feel out of balance and I have to come back to like, okay, what part of my life needs a little bit more attention? Sure. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. And what I love from what you're saying too, is it sounds like motherhood wasn't exactly what you thought it would be either, because you kind of went into it thinking, I'm going to have to give up some things. What's this going to be like? Am I going to lose part of myself? Things but you're saying yeah. that it made you a better version of yourself and it really enhanced your ability to fulfill yourself personally. Tell me about yeah. early motherhood for you and what those early days were like. I mean, you still have little ones at home, two little boys, but but what has this been like for you and what kind of transformation have you seen in your life since becoming a mom? When I became a mother, I, I often just thought like, okay, I'm going to have to be the type of mom that my mom was because she was – she is an amazing mother, and she gave her whole self to us all the time. Um, I don't remember my mom having much else to do other than taking care of us because mm-hmm. um, she was a stay-at-home mom. My dad worked a lot, and um, you know that was her, her role to take care of us, which I absolutely loved and found so much safety in. So like when I became a mom, my thought was like, I want to give my children that safety, that feeling that I am there for them whenever, wherever. Um, but I went into it thinking I, you know, I couldn't do anything else. Yeah. And that I was going to have to, I was going to try this part-time thing, working at a private practice part-time at night when my husband comes home and, and I'm going to see how that goes. And so I did. And that's how I started, you know, I still kept my practice and I kept working. Um, I think like I went back to work maybe three months after my first son was born and, um, and I was like, okay, I can do this. I can manage this and, and motherhood. Um, and then that's when slowly some other things, like, cause I have that entrepreneurial spirit that I'm just like, I'm so excited about trying new things. And, you know, slowly I would just say yes to things and see how it worked out and it would work out or it wouldn't or, you know, but it was just, I I realized through my own experience that like I could still be that mom that provided safety for my kids and, and love and, you know, that home feeling, but, um, um, and I could still do it while going after the things that fill me up as a person you know, mm. apart from just motherhood. Um, it also helps to have a really involved partner. My husband 
cooks and cleans and so he helps as well um but you know from other partners or you know relationships that maybe the other partner doesn't really do that like I'm a huge advocate for outsourcing I was just talking (laughs) to mom this week at a baby shower and they were like yep I hire a maid for that yep there's no shame in that and I'm just like wow that's amazing I'm like so glad you guys were open enough to tell me because I'm like right that's how you make it work and that's amazing and you're wondering if you're the only one that's not wanting to doing those things or is not doing those things well yeah and I make I just have been you know trying to do it all for so long that I'm like okay I think I'm reaching a point in my life where it's like probably beneficial to spend a hundred dollars a month on this and right. like maybe less money I don't know shopping at Madewell right yeah <laughs> totally it's one jumper right yeah <laughs> yeah that's what I, I thought that I was like wow a jumper for my house being clean yeah right <laughs> so anyways I that's just my experience of learning how to still go after the things you want but also staying true to like the values of that you have as a mother being present being that safety that was like that was my main thing I want to provide for my kids it is so interesting and serendipitous you're saying this word safety so we're recording this um on the Monday of the tragedy of Las Vegas and I just finished I'm gonna start crying recording something on Instagram talking about how safety does not come from this world and as hard as it is to admit it doesn't even come from us mothers towards our kids like we cannot protect ourselves or our children or the people that we love no matter how hard we try from just the the world it just is what it is but we can offer anyone around us safety that comes from like knowing that they're loved and they can take that with them wherever they go um and knowing that god is not going to protect us from everything but he is going to sustain us through anything and our kids through anything Uh and we have to give them that knowledge and so i think it's so important to realize as a mom safety does not come from proximity um it doesn't come from hovering it doesn't come from being there every second of every day um it's okay to, to instill the values and the confidence and the love in them that will then allow them to go out into the world and, and stand on their own two feet. And I think by uh-huh. you doing that, modeling that behavior to them, pursuing your own passions, and, you know, whether it's leaving them with a babysitter so that you can go work or – or just having played it, you know, whatever it is that allows them that space to show that they're safe um, in that kind of sense, even without you right there. I think that's really empowering and and missing in a lot of yeah. in a lot of efforts where we try and just protect, protect. I mean, I can't fathom what these yeah. you know families are going through today, um, and yeah. it just reminds me as I'm sending my kids that's off to school and feeling really kind of sick about it. It's like. But no, yeah. like I, I can worry all I want, but it's not going to stop anything. Um, but yeah, no, it's so, but they know it's, they're loved. Like I need to invest in yeah. that. Use my energy in that. Yeah, and you could easily go down that road of fear real quickly. And yeah. I have for years. I sure. um, have struggled with anxiety as a mother, um, which never I never had anxiety before having kids, I mean, apart from just, you know, normal, yeah. like, test anxiety and things like that, um, but 
I had like particular incidences with my children that struck fear in me that made me feel like I could lose them Mm. and that escalated into um just full-blown anxiety and panic attacks and it was something that was really taking over my life and I did not want to be like that because I was trying to control everything and normally I was just actually thinking the same thing today when I dropped my oldest off at kindergarten I had that thought like okay, you know, the old Chrissy would be really, really afraid today to drop her son off at school because Mm. she would, you know, catastrophize things in her mind and come up with crazy scenarios of things that could happen because of what just happened in Las Vegas. Because when something bad happens, like, then I, my brain would concoct something that could happen to me. And how did that not happen to me? Or how did, you know, why, why am I okay? Or why are my kids okay? And someone else just lost their their daughter. You know, I would come up with those kinds of um, scenarios in my mind. And it's not that those thoughts don't come to me. Still, they do. I'm just fighting it with the love that you just talked about. Mm. And I I went to a retreat, a healing retreat, for four days to work on this in myself, and it was amazing. Mm. And what I found was that I had forgotten about that love, um, basically that God is good and that he has good things for me um, and that someone else's story isn't my own. And I was, like, kind of internalizing everything else that was happening in the world and in other people's lives and making it a part of my own story. And it wasn't. Mm. Um, and, and I love that you just talked about that love because that's what I accepted today in place of my fear mm. and my anger over everything that's happening in the world. And I just, I'm like, okay, God, you love my children more than I do and you are good. And I'm going to entrust you my child to you at school today and I'm going to you know leave knowing that ultimately you know there are good people in this world and and that like you said we have we have what we need in that moment to walk through what we have to walk through and yeah and then I just don't go there I like I stop myself from the you know things that I come up with in my imagination just say, yeah. oh, I'm not going there, but like I can pray and my heart is broken for the people that lost their loved ones. Like it's just, I, I don't think I've even fully processed it. Like I think I just heard about it a couple hours ago from yeah. my husband. I was like, wait, what? There's too much going on to even, it's like you almost get numb to it. You're like, it's You're unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. You're just numb. Like why is this a normal thing in our world? And the only thing I could think of right. after he told me was – something has to change. Right. Like I just, and I know that like we thought that after Sandy Hook, but I think it's like really now I'm like, why hasn't something changed? Right. I don't know. And it's, and and sometimes we just get so paralyzed that nothing really does change because nobody knows what to do. But I think, and I'm sure that you would agree, it like starts in your home. It starts in your home. And when your kids are going to school, feeling confident and loved they're not going to yeah. be the bullies and they're not right. going to feel insecure enough to to yeah. do something. You know, like it's just – it's hard to wrap your mind around. But I think it's important to yeah. talk about. I think it's important to talk about how you are in, in control of your thoughts. And sure, those thoughts – all those thoughts you just said crossed my mind, dropping the, my kids off this morning and we can kind of get in that worst-case scenario, 
you know, syndrome and stuff. But then you can you can choose. Do you stay there or do you do you do something yeah. else? Do you love instead? Do you worry and use energy on that or do you love instead? Right. <sighs> it's heavy. It's yeah. heavy and it's it's, it's hard. Heavy. It's a practice. It's a pra- it's it's a practice that you just never can give up on. It's yeah. important to our kids. And as I was thinking those same thoughts, like, okay, how do I connect to love in this? How do I come back to my heart and and love um, my children better, love my community better? Um, I was thinking, okay, my job and my main thing that I could do to affect this world is to um, love my children, like you just said, mm-hmm. the best way that I can. Because if I do that, and if I teach them how to love, and the key word I thought of was empathy, mm. because I feel like you can't pull a trigger on someone if you have empathy for them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I can teach my children when they do something to someone else that hurts them, if I can get them to like put at least one foot in that other person's world or in that other person's shoe, maybe if you say that to kids, they would understand that. Mm-hmm. If I can have them envision putting their feet in their shoes and walking what they have to walk through, mm-hmm. maybe that will help the world because then, no, I know that would help the world. Yeah. If I can raise empathic children then they're going to change the world and things like this won't happen as much because they're going to, they're going to think, what is that person feeling? Yeah. And what, do I really want that person to feel that? Because I would feel it too. No. Sure. But they're, bro- yeah, broken people do, do awful things. And right. so if we can raise, um, you know, children that know they're loved, no matter what they do, you know, know that they are loved and cared for and cherished then these drastic, horrible things would be less and less. I agree. I agree. I agree. Oh, man, it is is tough. But like we were saying, these conversations are so important. And talking it out with your fellow mom friends I think is so valuable because sometimes a thought will come to your mind or – you know, you may not know how to handle it, but somebody else might have an insight that you don't have and might really inspire you and impact the way that you handle it or the way that you view it. And so I think that's why these conversations are so important. I know that as you put your life out online, um, and you put the good, yes. the bad, and the ugly, you know, when your boys are <laughs> cute and their hair looks perfect, and then there are days <sighs> where they're dumping stuff or they're into stuff, and you're like, well, here we are. Here we are. Yep. <laughs> I love, I love I both sides of that coin. I think we need to see that. And so have there been people in your life that have shared vulnerably, that have kind of empowered you to do the same because I think there's so much, so much strength that comes in somebody else going first. And I know that you going first opens the door for other people. So there's always a first person. What yeah. Have you been impacted by other people sharing their stories and, and their struggles? Yeah. Uh, the first person that comes to mind is Krista Block Gifford. Oh, yes. Yes, I have. Oh, gosh. I, um, I just love her vulnerability. Um, I don't know her personally. I feel like I do. Yeah, that's how I feel about a lot of people. Followed, yeah. <laughs> I followed her. I've done her Master Heart course. Um, I've read her books. And then lastly, I went to the, that healing center that was named after her daughter that she lost. Oh. Old Monarch Healing Center. And that's her parents' place where they do therapy. Um, so I'm like, I'm, I'm just two steps away from actually getting right. to see her. But she... Just her words, her um, her writing. Um, recently, right before we talked, I saw an Instagram stories that she was talking about this event. Um, she was talking about connecting to your heart and loving yourself first. 
and that that can change the world. Um, and I just love how vulnerable she is and, and real. She talks about things that people that you'd be like, whoa, she's really going there. She's right. really talking about that. Um, so but it's just, it's kind of revolutionary, at least in the church, I feel like it's yeah. revolutionary because she is breaking barriers. And I feel like more people did this than... Um, less shame would exist and also another person that I'm super inspired by is Brene Brown yes. like a lot of people are yes. you know because she talks so much about shame but she puts words to it that just makes make complete sense yeah um, but you know shame can't exist in the light when we talk about it when we share it with other people it it loses its power and we can break through things and yeah, we can grow and creative, you know, creativity is the birthplace, or what did she say, vulnerability is the birthplace of creativity. Yes. So I feel sometimes like, you know, my, my insecurity is like, oh, you're just a copycat. And I'm like, no, this is what I'm called to do too, spread this word yeah. and spread these messages to people. And it's, you know, like, that's okay. That's good. That's a good thing. So, right, yeah, and those just are two people that I really do admire. Oh, me too, me too. And I think just because you think that what you are saying has been said before, um, somebody that you are speaking to may not have heard it before. So just because it's been yeah. said in the universe, they've not yeah. heard it from maybe at all, or at least in the way that you're conveying it. And so I think it's super important for people to never shy away from their own story and their own telling of it and their own emotions and their own everything, because. Yeah. For your audience, whether it's an audience of one person or an audience of hundreds or thousands, that could be the voice that impacts the one that needed to hear it. Yeah. That yeah. is huge. Yeah. That is huge. And I think what I admire so much about you, too, is that it appears that you have this confidence. You just exude confidence to me. When I see you, I just <laughs> say, like, amazing. you just exude confidence. <laughs> and I'm wondering, do you feel like a confident person? Oh, that is, okay, that was one of my favorite questions, but I saw in your email, and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's such a good question, because so many times, I don't feel like a confident person, mm. but when I look at the span of my life and where I've come from, I'm like, wow, like, mm. I have grown so much in my confidence, and I just recently was giving my, I think it was like Saturday, he heard the word confidence somewhere and he's like, mom, confidence is, and he was like giving his own explanation of it. And it was kind of, you know, off base. And I was like, actually buddy, like <laughs> confidence is knowing who you are and being okay with that. And like showing that to other people and knowing that no matter what you're okay. And so I like kind of came up with my own definition to tell him what I thought confidence was. But yeah, there are moments where I don't feel confident. But overall, I feel like online, I have been able to, to be confident, even though I might post something and be like, oh, dang it, like, oh, that's <laughs> not what I meant. Or, you know, people can, you know, misinterpreted it right. wrong. Or like, even this morning, to be honest, I posted a picture that I had drafted for, like, last night, came up with, like, a message that I wanted to share about these jeans that I really loved, but how I actually had to get them tailored to fit me because, like, 
you know, they weren't going to fit on their own because I have athletic thighs and all these things. And so I posted that this morning and then realized, oh gosh, like people are probably think I'm so insensitive because of what's happening in the world right now. And so, yeah, this morning I actually have not felt confident at all. Mm. Um, but overall, when I look at the span of my life and where I've come from, I'm like, I know who I am. I know who made me. I know, um, I, I feel like I'm learning um, mm. what my calling is mm. more each day, and I have confidence in that. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, wow. that makes sense. It yeah, does. that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because at any given moment, you know, when you're getting undressed for the shower and you, like, catch a glimpse and you're like, whoa, floopy stomach, like, I had three kids, oh, how about yeah. that? Or, yeah. or you know, and, and there are those moments in the grocery store where you're not handling it the best that you know you could – you know, you're not feeling confident in those moments, but over the course of the day or the week or the months or the years, it's like, look what you've done. Look how far yeah. you've come. I was just talking to my sister-in-law the other day. She has some challenging things in her life right now, and she's. we were talking about how we wouldn't switch trials with anybody and how we think, like, I look at her life, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so hard. And she's like, but everyone has stuff, you know? And I think we get desensitized to even our own stuff and realize we're doing a much better job handling our stuff (laughs) than we even realize because we're just doing it. If we were to step into somebody else's trials, we wouldn't want to. We would never trade in in most cases. We would never want that um, because actually we're developing the skills that we need that are hand tailored to deal with our own crap, right? <laughs> and our yes. own insecurities and our own weaknesses and our own just environmental circumstances. But you're doing a much better job than you think you are without even recognizing that you're doing a good job a lot of the time. Right. And I agree with that 100%. That, like our trials are meant for us and the things that we've had to walk through individually to grow in that confidence mm. is it's definitely meant for us. I was just reading something and like, devotional called streams in the desert and it was saying the flowers they're the most beautiful on the mountain are like the highest up or like on this storm-ridden path and they have like they grow way more vibrant and beautifully in their in their color than the ones that are like kind of kept safe down in the valley that don't ever mm-hmm. you know encounter any hardships and so I was like wow okay I'm gonna look at my next trial like that like this is just making me into a better person (laughs) it's hard in the moment it's hard to accept that but yeah when you look at your your life in in the bigger picture and you know apart from what you're just struggling with in the moment then it makes sense because when you say confidence I was thinking you know obviously right now in this moment but then I I go back and I think in college, I struggled with an eating disorder, and I did not feel comfortable in my skin. And then after college, I did not feel comfortable in my skin even more. And then that's, you know, honestly, like where I've come from is learning how to be okay with the body that I have and mm. to, you know, yes, be healthy and fit, but also be okay that, you know, I might never be a size two or zero again. And that's totally fine because frankly that was crazy making for me right Um, right right. yeah it was and it's but so I look at that and I'm like yeah I I have so much empathy empathy for people that struggle with you know body image and and uh you know eating disorders and I think that to an extent most women do struggle with some body image issues because there's so much weight that's put on our appearance so um yeah it's a daily 
daily thing, but I have yes. come so far from that 22-year-old girl till you know, now at 35. Yeah, so. absolutely. 100%. I so... So agree with that. And I think what I think is most important from what you're saying is the importance of not letting other people to impact that confidence. Um, It has to just start with you. And if you believe in what you're doing and if you believed in that post this morning, you know, it's the the downfall comes from the stories we tell about what other people are going to think of us or what they're going to see in us. Um, And sometimes it's important to have the trust people around you that can kind of keep you in check and would really tell you if you're off base. Um, A supportive person like that. But for the most part, the people that you're creating stories around, I mean, the random mom at the park that you're creating a story that she thinks you're such and such. Like, why are we wasting that mental energy on her? Why? Um, Why do we do that? Great question. Yeah. How have you been able to combat that? And like, especially online, like if you ever receive negative comments and you didn't even receive negative comments this morning, did you? No, I didn't. Um, so it's the story. It's the story, it's the story. that somebody might. It's just your story. Uh-huh. It's the story that uh-huh. I told myself after because I was like, oh, I didn't post anything. And you know what? It was kind of like a little red flag in me because I was like, oh, that's something I value. I value being real and I value helping people through hard times. So, hey, maybe I should post something soon and break my rule of one post a day or something. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and you know what? brother like that <laughs> yes, awesome brother. so he gives me great nuggets from like a man's point of view yes. and then I feel like I can call like you know I have a few really good girlfriends too that I can call and yeah. just say this is what I'm struggling with and they can just speak that truth into me and say yeah that's not you right that's not who you are you yeah. know or this is who you are so just do it and so that encourages me so I it's so helpful to have you know good people yeah. In your pocket like that. Um, but, you know, sometimes you can't get a hold of those people you're struggling. <laughs> well, so, then you know what you do. You know what you do. I, what you do you t- do? You talk to yourself like you would talk to a friend. So you pretend yes. somebody is calling you with that same situation, that same tone, that same those same feelings revolving the circumstance. What would you say to your best friend who's telling you that? And you talk to uh-huh. yourself that gently. 
or that truthfully. Oh, gosh, I love that. Because you know what? Like, you can be there for you as much as your brother can be there for you, as much as your best friend, as much as your husband. You've got it in you all the time. And I think, like, you know that. But we just, we get so consumed in the story. We forget. We actually know what we need to do sometimes, even if it's the hard thing or the scary thing. (sighs) But you got it in you. Yeah, all the no, time. It's super, that is right on, and then it's like oftentimes it's my unconscious yes. that I need to listen to more of, and I've learned that I can listen to it because mm-hmm. it speaks truth to me, um, and that's the part that I tap into that I'm like, okay, what do deep down inside, like what would I say to myself? Yeah, and. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take that because that's truth. Um, and you'll so, yeah, follow that. You'll follow that trail. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll follow that you'll trail. You'll follow that thought. Or I'll listen to, you know, a podcast that's going to speak truth to me. Yes. Like Rob Bell or Oprah's Super Soul. Oh, you know, my podcast. gosh. Have you listened to the Have you listened to the Nate Burkus one about him in the oh tsunami? Gosh. I just listened to it. It was so good. Chrissy, I can't even – how do you even – get pat but like he's proof like and that's the thing in these traumatic events all over the world all the time these are people that are living after that like they're choosing to get up in the morning they're choosing life so even after the worst of losses and even just the ptsd i can't even fathom it just shows you mind over matter that if you are left on this earth you better live it you better keep going because you're meant to be here yeah. 100%. Oh. Oh, I loved that. I loved so good. his words. Well, he was so real. And I didn't even realize how or what he actually went through. I like, know. I vaguely remember that time, but I'm like, wow, he went through something so traumatic. And he he's a beautiful person to yes. come out of that and to love the way that he does, to go after what he does in the way that he does it. And something he said, too, in that podcast really struck, struck me. He said, Fernando was someone that he felt known by uh, yes and that gave me chills because I he was like that's what everybody wants that's love to mm. be known for the best that you are yes and I was like okay I think we need more of that in the yeah. world yeah and that's the mission of today exactly I love that yeah. oh man we could just go off on so many different know, tangents but that's what you know what like these types of conversations just fill my soul so much because so many times it's just the quick day-to-day conversations. How are you? How are you? Fine, fine. And you just never go deep with somebody. And it's funny because after all these interviews, I always feel like I'm best friends with the person. And I don't know if they feel that way about me because I don't talk as much. But I feel like I could go to their house and sleep in their, you know, guest room <laughs> to any of these people that I don't know. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. But that's, I think... I don't know. I think anybody can do this. Like, anybody can have these conversations. You don't need a podcast. But to say, like, tell me about your life. Like, tell me about your motherhood. Was it? Is it hard for you? What are you struggling with? Yeah. You can strike up a no, conversation with somebody really. at the park and feel so I filled by this. Yeah. No, I had a friend. I'm just, I'm a transparent person by nature, too. So if I feel something, I cannot hide it. Mm. And we were having a hard time on Saturday, we being me and my husband, just bickering, fighting, and it's just, marriage is hard. I'm going to be the first person to tell you that. Yeah. Um, and my, we always meet certain friends at the beach on Saturday morning, and I was just like, I just couldn't put on a happy face. And, and <laughs> hey, how you doing? Like, you, you, you doing okay? And I was like, honestly, no. Like, I'm, I'm 
just having a hard day, like I said, you ever have those days where you're like, dang it, why did I marry this person? She's like, oh yeah, I tell my husband <laughs> every, every so often, today I want a divorce. And you know, I, I, I know they would never divorce. And right. it, it's hard and it felt so good to be able to just like tell someone that, that I didn't have to pretend that I was struggling that day. Yeah. So I'm like, let's just open up more as friends and like be real with ourselves and not have to fake it all the time. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I, I created this, I, cre- I shouldn't say I created, but last year I had this idea come to me where I was like, I want to have a dinner party where there is zero small talk. So I'm going to mm. have this party. I'm going to call it the no BS dinner. Oh. And I had <laughs> like a few friends and I told them in the invite, you're coming to share your heart and what's really going on in your life. We're going to be real and we're going to talk about stuff that we're struggling with. And so they did and they all came and brought it. And like everybody was vulnerable, like tears were shed, like, you know, sad things were shared, good things were shared. Everybody, we all laughed, we cried, we like just were real and, and honest in front of each other. And it was like, the most beautiful thing that has ever wow. happened in our home. And so I knew I had to do it again. Like, everybody was like, let's do this again. And we wanted to do it, you know, a few months after. And it just didn't happen. And so it finally happened, uh, to, like, a week ago. Again, oh. I had the second one. And everybody came again. And the same thing, we were, we were able to talk about, like, what we'd seen change in our lives and our relationships and, you know, what's happened that's good. And, you know, a lot of it was still sad and still hard, Um, but it offered a place for people to be real. And so I put it on my blog, too, because I was like, you know, I'm not going to exploit these people that came to my party, but everybody was fine with me sharing. They said, we want more women to do this. And Mm. so I put it on my blog, like how you can host your own life-changing dinner party. Um, You know, you can call it something prettier than the (laughs) Bell dinner party, but honestly, that's what it is. Yeah. Getting around here, we're gonna share our hearts and what we're struggling with, so that we can grow and be better, and you know, maybe break through something that's like a struggle, um, and hear from other women that are going to encourage us in what's really going on in our lives. So, wow. So, did you have prompts? Like, how did how did the first person go? Like, how did somebody just start talking to me? Like. I hate my husband right now. Like, who says that? So, like, how did you get – how did you build up the speed? Okay. So, I am always the facilitator. Okay. And because, you know, I'm the one hosting it and it's at my house. Um, So, I always go first and I talk about, like, what we're doing and why we're doing it. So, I started off with saying, like, the benefits of sharing and not hiding our shame and, like, encouraging each other. And if you have a word for someone, share that. But also, this is – kind of confidential don't share this with people that aren't here at the dinner party so I kind of lay the ground rules okay and then I go first and share some things that I've struggled with lately and and what I feel like I've been working on what I've seen change in myself um but also still things that I'm struggling with and I recently said to someone too I feel like I always started off um but it's really, I feel like my heart is to be there for the other people that have to go even deeper. And mm. I find my outlet as the facilitator through maybe like one or two people maybe after that I can process with. But really the facilitator is that person that starts off and, you know, shares what they're struggling with first 
And then from there, that offers the safety and creates that um, environment for other people to talk. Wow. Um, yeah, so that's how I started. And, and it just goes. Yeah, yeah. It just rolls from there. Wow. And for people that are not a trained marriage and family therapist, perhaps having yeah. like cards or something, you know, so setting the ground rules and then saying like, you know, what is the biggest pain point in your life or what's the biggest joy that you yeah. want to share with people but don't feel like comfortable enough or like you feel like you'd be bragging if you said it or something, you know. So having cards yeah. that can kind of give people that permission to answer a specific question versus just like, well, I don't know if I'm supposed to go there, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. true. And I think that's like actually really smart to have cards that would – you know, help anybody walk through that process. Sure. Um, Maybe you should do that. I know. <laughs> Can you put that on your blog? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I should add that. Okay. Yeah. So people can have prompts. Yeah. I no, think that's, that's like, that would be. Yeah. Cause uh, I think people might feel insecure just to yeah, either. Insecure about, yeah. yeah. You know, it is. I also have been going through this amazing book. Brene Brown just wrote. Uh, Braving the Wilderness. It's on my bookshelf. I haven't read it yet. Okay, good. It's so good. And I created a Facebook group on, yeah, on obviously Facebook and um, up around it. I've never been in a book club before. And I was like, I want to, I want to read this book in a book club. And so I started that. And also I put the, my thoughts and questions every chapter on my blog. I share my thoughts and my questions, which feel kind of like that dinner after each chapter and I share it on my blog and in this Facebook group and I'm oh. amazed at what people are how vulnerable they are and what they're sharing with other people and it's just beautiful it's the same kind of thing just the, the prompts and the questions that it's hard to ask yourself but if you ask yourself these questions after you read each chapter that's when I think real change will happen yeah. and you'll get so much more out of it so yeah I think prompts Love questions it. would be a really great thing for that. Okay. I just, I want to be your dinner party. I want to be your best friend, Chrissy. The, I know. Everyone I needs a Chrissy. Everyone, <laughs> Wowee. Oh, man. I feel like you're just a person that people could probably talk to forever. But I'll, I'll save you from that. I want to talk about your podcast. You have a new podcast. So if people just are loving you and want more, there is more. So tell people about your podcast and where people can find it in you. <laughs> Okay, you can find my podcast on iTunes and anywhere else that podcasts can be found under <laughs> Sure Babe. It will be called Sure Babe, and it is a podcast about marriage, motherhood, career, and basically life, just living the best life that you can. So, yeah, I'm really excited to share more of my thoughts in that way. It's basically so. like a no BS dinner party in podcast form, but you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. I love that That's Yeah, that's it. And you're going to have amazing guests on as well. But I know people are just going to love hearing from you because you don't mess around. Like, you go deep. And I think there's such value yeah. to that in, in the world today, being willing to, to go there and go first. I just love it. I'm so inspired by you, Chrissy. Where can people find you online to find out more aside from your podcast? Yeah, you can find me at ChrissyPowers.com. And then on social media, I am at Chrissy J. Powers on 
Yeah, all those other cool. platforms. Yeah, so. and we'll link to everything at extraordinarymomspodcast.com so people can find you. This has been such a soul-filling conversation, Chrissy. It's given me a lot to think about. Um, and so I just oh, want to thank you for sharing you. your heart. I always ask my guests just one final question, and it's this. What would you tell your pre-motherhood self? Oh, I would tell her that some things are going to be hard, but it's really good and you're going to be okay. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Chrissy, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's been such fun chatting. I hope everyone will follow along and um, check out your podcast. So great. So great. Love it so much. You have the best day. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. I hope you loved my conversation with Chrissy. Isn't she so delightful? And don't you want to hear more about what she thinks about life and what she has to say and the interviews she has? Tune into her podcast, Sure Babe. Sure. Like, sure, babe. You got it. Um, You can check that out on iTunes. I would definitely recommend that. Anything we talked about on today's episode will be at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. You can find things about this episode there, pictures of her family, links to anything, and then also you can find past episode information and you can actually listen on the website as well. If you don't already follow me, you can do that at JessicaDalquist3 on Instagram or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I love that you tune in every week. If you're new around here, welcome. I hope you'll dip back into the archives to hear from other Extraordinary Moms. Make sure you tune in Friday for another new episode and next Tuesday for another new episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.